Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011 at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Hey, Lindsay, what do you have there? Oh, it's my Wear the Champion Squirrel. And what's that? Oh, it's my it's my wobbler toy. And here's my chicken, a cow, and my pogo stick. And is that a toy ferret? Yeah, and it sings some stupid song about a moon and a pizza pie. Oh, that's cute. That's my monkey. What in the world? John Wayne action figure. Who in the world would give you that toy? Daddy did. Mommy, I am bored with all these toys. Wait, what's that? That is what we call vinyl, also called records, flat objects that when placed on machines spin around with a needle on top and plays music. Isn't that weird? Also, some of these objects or records are now worth a lot of money. Mommy, mommy, I want to play with that. Let me try. Finally, a toy that has got Lindsay's attention. Maybe she'll become a singer when she grows up, or a concert pianist, or a lead singer in a rock band, maybe even a disc jockey. This is fantastic. Well, now I have to find more records. I thought records were extinct. This is fun. And now, here are some Beatles for your listening enjoyment. Next, we'll be checking on the weather forecast. Let me look up. Aha! Here we go. Let's call Vinyl Record Dude. It says he specializes in these things called records. He buys and sells them and has hundreds of thousands in stock. And is always on the hunt for the ultimate record collection. He's my guy. www.vinylrecorddude.com Let me write this down www.vinylrecorddude.com Yes, a DJ, a rocker, a fiddle player, a singer. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we will be reviewing the films The Dark Knight Rises, Teacher's Pet, Labyrinth, and Dark Crystal. So to start off the show, I will be talking about the new film The Dark Knight Rises, and we have Brianna with us, and she will be interviewing me about this film. So Brianna, take it away. Okay. So how are you, Raven? 
I'm doing well. How are you? Very good. Thank you. So, can you tell me a little bit about this film? Okay, so The Dark Knight Rises, starring Christian Bale, is um, an add-on to the past series of um, the Batman movies with, like, Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. And this film ties up a lot of, like, the loose ends that were left from the past movies. And it is pretty much Batman is battling a new um, enemy, which is Bane, played by Tom Hardy, who did a fantastic job. And he has another person that he's sort of battling with and also working with, which is Catwoman, played by Anne Hathaway. And she also did a fantastic job. And the whole movie is just all about him trying to save Gotham, of course, and, you know, sort of trying to battle with using his darkness for good. And the whole movie is just of explosions and totally action-packed it's fantastic oh so it's like another batman but like it's kind of a twist and but it still has the same he's still fighting for good Mm -hmm. but it's kind of like different yeah yep it's it's always good to have like another one of your favorite like if you have hulk have another one of a hulk or just like continuation stories absolutely so what did you really like about this film Gosh, but I I really liked the whole film. I really thought that the cinematography stood out and, like, the special effects really stood out to me because the cinematography was so, like, I don't know, it it really displayed the whole, like, emotion of the film because Gotham was pretty much, like, in ruins in this film and the cinematography was very dark and gloomy and gritty and you could really feel sort of the, like, oppressing of this movie and like you could really tell what was going on because of the cinematography and the special effects were amazing because there were so many like explosions in this film like so many explosions and they looked super real and super awesome and you could tell that there was a lot of time that went into creating this film something something that you said caught my eye like um when you said the cinematography was what was very good and you could feel so it's like it's since it was gloomy you could actually feel it even though even though you weren't there yeah and it was very dark and also what I like about um this Batman series compared to like some other Batman series like Batman and Robin and stuff like that this Batman series Batman is a very dark character even though he is fighting for good he is a very dark man and a very dark character and his darkness was portrayed very well through costumes and through the visuals and Gotham's you know struggles was portrayed very well so the cinematography was very very emotional that's good. It's good to have the cinematography and the special effects to be good, so that the movie yeah. the movie isn't isn't a complete like if the whole movie is bad, at least the cinematography. So yeah, yeah, to have. What genre is this film? I mean, you said that Darkman was very dark, but would you mm-hmm. say that the whole movie was dark? Well, the whole obviously the genre it's like superheroes and stuff, but I'd say the genre is like action drama um and it was the whole movie was very dark even when there was like hope for Gotham it was still it was still a very dark film and which I thought was very interesting about the movie and it was awesome but yeah I definitely say the genre would be like action and drama yeah at least there was a little bit of hope in the movie because if the whole movie was dark like really dark it it wouldn't be as enjoyable Mm -hmm. so how was the background music 
I thought the background music was awesome. It it didn't take too much of the spotlight because, you know, it's good when the background music stands out to you, but it's not good when that's like your only focus. So I thought the background music really carried the film because, you know, the whole film, it, like I said, it, it definitely had like a dark overtone to it. So the music was dark and deep and ominous. And I thought it was fantastic and it was really fitting for the film. Yeah, I, I think that if if the music is better not better than the movie but if you're only focusing on the movie I mean only focusing on the background music then the movie isn't that much fun so mm-hmm. I think the background music should have a mix of um like it's I mean it's called background music not just music so that you can not main to. music yeah, absolutely yeah so how was the overall production you said it was dark and stuff but did you like all I feel the dark like, I feel like the overall production was fantastic you could definitely tell that a lot of hard work and a lot of time a lot of money a lot of you know bunch of different people putting together for this production you could definitely tell that it was a hard working progress and it really really paid off you're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing the new films, The Dark Knight Rises, Teacher's Pet, Labyrinth, and Dark Crystal. And right now, Brianna is interviewing me about the film, The Dark Knight Rises, and we're just talking a little bit about the overall production. And so, Brianna, I'll let you continue with that. Okay. <laughs> would you take anything, or would you add or take anything of out of this movie? I don't in? think there is anything to add or take out of this film there were so many twists in this film and so many um different like backstories to a bunch of different people and this film it was kind of hard to tell who was the good guy and who was the bad guy in this film which made you really stay on your toes because like through half of the movie you never really knew if like Catwoman was on Batman's side or if she was on Bane's side and like there was a bunch of other different characters where you're like oh they're good but never mind they're bad or oh they're bad but never mind they're good so I think I wouldn't take like any of that out of the film because it really kept me on my toes Mm. Um, you said that it was kind of hard to tell if the bad people were good people or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's good, but, um, was the plot easy to understand? Well, I, okay, so here's the thing. I haven't seen any of the, like, previous Batman films, like Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. Yeah, I saw, like, either. half of The Dark Knight. Okay, but here's the thing. If you see this movie, I would recommend seeing the first two films, like, first, which most everyone has seen the first two Batman films. But there were certain parts of this, like, of the plot that I was confused about only because I didn't know. I was like, oh, who's that character? And I saw it with my friend, and she was like, oh, well, that character was in the last movie as blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay. But overall, like, as a person that hasn't really seen the rest of the Batman series, it was a fairly easy plot to get. But I feel like I would have understand it, like, ten times more if I would have seen the um, other films before. Yeah, so you kind of advise it to people who have seen the um, the others or, or, um, or like, would advise them to see the others before you see this film so that yes. you can kind of get it more? Okay. Absolutely. That's good. I will probably have to check that out. <laughs> yes. How many stars would you give this film? I think I would definitely give this film five out of five stars because, like I said, you could definitely tell that a lot of hard work went into this film and a lot of effort was put into this film and a lot of time, and it really paid off. It was an excellent film. That's good. It's good to have good films out there. What age group would you recommend this for? 
I mean, you I, said it was kind of dark, but it was it was a very very violent film. Um, there was a lot of violence, and it wasn't like typical violence that you'd see in action movies where it's like choreographed fights and so and so gets punched and the other person gets punched. It mm-hmm. was like the the um, Bane played by Tom Hardy. He was like this intense massive dude and he would just like break people like he just like punch people and they just like break so it was very very violent and very very intense so I think I'd recommend it for at least 13 and up if not older okay I I would understand that because I wouldn't want to watch a movie that it has too much violence for me to like to enjoy so I think I would like mm-hmm. I think I would wait or something like that so that when you do watch the movie you can understand its greatness not as not as when you watch it, oh my gosh, this film has a lot of violence. So I think that's a good age, age range for this film. Do you think the majority of the people who watch it will like it? I absolutely think the majority of the people who watch it will like it, especially, you know, huge, like, superhero fans and Batman fans. Like, obviously, if you're a huge Batman fan, you will love this movie. But, like, I'm not even, like, a huge superhero fan or, like, a big Batman fan, and I thought it was, like an amazing movie so I think anyone will really really like it oh so you really don't have to be in in into it so Mm -hmm. that you can enjoy it but I mean like like if you really hate 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 the um Batman and superhero stuff do you really do you think that those people would like it or do you well, think, I think that anyone who like not to? hates Batman shouldn't watch this movie but I don't really think there's anyone out there who was like oh my gosh I despise Batman but <laughs> I don't know maybe who knows who knows yeah. this crazy world the world's different <laughs> absolutely well Brianna thank you so much for interviewing me about the film The Dark Knight Rises and as you can tell I'm very very enthusiastic about this film it was awesome and I can't wait to catch myself up on the previous Batman film so everybody be sure to go check out The Dark Knight Rises in a theater near you as soon as possible with all of your friends and family because it is a fantastic movie let's take a break I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions and you're listening to Voice America Kids Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. 
Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. America Kids. Now let's discuss the film Labyrinth, and we have with us Blake. So how are you doing today, Blake? I'm doing great. Awesome. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this movie and its plot line? Well, Labyrinth is about a 15-year-old girl named Sarah who accidentally wishes her baby half-brother Toby away to the Goblin King Jareth, who will keep Toby if Sarah does not complete his labyrinth in 13 hours. Oh my gosh. Well, that sounds like a very interesting plot. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you thought of this film? Well, I'm going to start off by saying that Labyrinth was a very decent movie. I I enjoy this movie, and it's a great film in many ways. Uh, One thing I do appreciate about Labyrinth is the amazing puppeteer work in this film, along with the creative and special sets this movie has to offer. uh, The puppets in this movie were made by Jim Henson. And Jim Henson has been known for making the Muppets and uh, many special effects and creatures and uh, fictional movies. So that was really cool to see come to life. That's very interesting. Was the whole film puppets, or was like just a part of it? Uh, just just parts with just parts of it. There were um, mo- mostly puppets, I would say. Mm-hmm. the The main characters, though, are human, but uh, oh, that's cool. They he has supporting characters that are. Uh, puppets so that was cool that's awesome that sounds like a really cool mix of like because i always love when people mix like animation with um like real live actors like in older films so i think that's cool that they mix like puppets and real live actors so what did you think of the visuals and the puppeteering and everything well i thought it was just spectacular because the amount of detail they put into these puppets and these sets was outstanding for this film being coming out such a long time ago in 1986. Some of the sets and uh, not necessarily the special effects, of course, but the the puppeteering and the the sets were definitely detailed to on par with today. Mm -hmm. And what did you think of the soundtrack and the background music to the film? Well, this movie is actually, I hadn't, 
I had no idea, and it was a pleasant surprise when I was watching this movie, where it turned out to be a musical. Oh, so, fun. Yeah, so David Bowie uh, is the villain in this movie, and he's, he's a professional singer in real life, and so he brings some great uh, character to the film, and I thought he did a pretty good job at acting, and he, he's a very good singer. That's awesome. So what genre of music would you say this film was? Uh, probably, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm going to say, I don't know, the songs are pretty catchy, you know. It's just your average uh, Broadway Typical. musical. Yeah, mm -hmm. something like you'd see on Disney or uh, anything like that. I just had to ask because, like, I typically thought that there was just, like, Broadway style of musicals and films, but then I saw, like, a rock musical movie, and I was like, oh, I guess there's more out there. Right. So what do you think your favorite scene or character in this film would be? Or in this case, puppet. Well, I, I think uh, my favorite character is actually Sarah, just because she's so relatable. She's 15 years old like me, and she, she has a little... She has a younger sibling. I don't necessarily have a baby uh, sister or brother, but, you know, we all have those days where we kind of resent our siblings. But then, you know, in the end, you got to be careful what you wish for, and you know that deep down you love them. Absolutely. I can absolutely relate to that because, like you, I'm 15, and I have a little brother who sometimes I don't always get along with very well. So I think everyone who has a sibling, even if they're a younger sibling, could relate to, like, resenting their sibling or, you know, close cousin or something like that. So do you think you have a favorite scene or a favorite moment in this film that really stood out to you? Well, one of my favorite uh, scenes in this film was the the ending scene where... Uh, well, not the exact ending scene, but the climax, basically, in the movie where the uh, main character, Sarah, has to go save her uh, baby brother, and she finally gets to the castle. And uh, her, her baby brother is climbing all over the place because this castle is warped, and there's staircases upside down, and uh, there's music playing. It's really interesting and cool to watch. Sounds very artistic. Like, it sounds like yes. the visuals would be very artistic. Very ab abstract film. Mm -hmm, absolutely. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing the films Teacher's Pet, Labyrinth, and Dark Crystal. And right now we're talking about Labyrinth, and we have Blake from Hawaii with us. He was just talking with me a little bit about the film, and it sounds awesome, so we'll continue with that. So, Blake, what did you think about the emotion in this film? I thought it was, uh, you know, it had some flaws. The acting could, I think, it could have been a little bit better because sometimes it was hard to buy the emotion on the screen. Mm -hmm. But other times, you know, you could really, you, you got the main idea, which is what really mattered of this film was that uh, be careful what you wish for and that you, you can love, yeah, siblings and, and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So I thought that was pretty heavy. Yeah, I could definitely see how that emotion would shine through, like, you know, loving your siblings and whatnot. Um, but do you think that the musical aspect of this film lightened the emotion at all? Yes, I think it did. I, I, I love how the movie connects uh, most of the songs to the plot. I feel that there aren't necessarily scenes in this movie that are irrelevant. And, like, I felt that every scene was there for a reason. And it kept me happy and satisfied through the entire movie. Mm -hmm. And what age group would you recommend this film for? I would really recommend this movie for any age group, being that no matter how old or young you are, you will still be able to understand like the plot of the movie, and you'll love the music and the cartoon, 
and the cartoonish char- characters, and it's just an overall uh, great family film. Awesome. I could definitely see a family sitting down and watching that for family movie night. That sounds fantastic. So how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? I give this film a, a three and a half out of five. It, it is flawed in some ways, but, you know, those th- those flaws are so small mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of distracting. But then again, you know, you get the main message of the movie and it's really fun to watch. So... Well, it sounds, like I said, a very fun movie. So do you think there were any other big morals or messages um, that this film puts out to audiences other than be careful for what you wish for? I think the whole morality between friendship was uh, very heavy in this movie because in this world of the labyrinth, every it was basically uh, a dog-eats-dog world, kind of, where everybody is on their own. But uh, when Jennifer Connelly comes in, who was the 15-year-old Sarah, she makes friends with all these different uh, puppets and creatures, and I thought that was cool because they have never had real friends before, but uh, they were starting to work together, and you know, in the end, they pre- they prevailed. Mm-hmm. And I know we were saying that like we could definitely relate to the main character because we're both fifteen and we both have you know, siblings. But do you think um, you know only children or other kids that don't aren't necessarily in like our situation would relate to this film? Uh, yeah, like like I was saying about the friendship, you know, there's there's more than one moral that is to be found in this film, and uh, so I think everybody that watches it can get a little something out of it. Mm-hmm. And do you think that adults would be able to enjoy this film, or would they just, like, watch it with their kids? I think they would mostly watch it with their kids. I mean, it's a good film, but and maybe something that on TV you gotta watch it, but... Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't really see an adult uh, going to a movie store and renting this movie just because it's <laughs> yeah. pretty it's pretty abstract and it's pretty old, but it's still a fun movie. Mm-hmm. So I know you were talking a little bit about like the world that they go into. Do you think it's like an original world or is it like oh I've seen that in like other movies? Because I know a lot of times when I'll watch older movies or like some science fiction movies with my brother, I'll be like oh my gosh they totally copied that from Star Wars or oh my gosh I've totally seen that like a thousand times. So do you think the world was original or was it like overplayed? That, that, that's a good question. Actually, in this movie, I felt that it was pretty original overall. And what I thought was clever is they took certain elements from other sci-fi movies or, uh, you know, action movies. Like, you'll have your traps and you'll have your uh, dungeons and stuff like that. So that was fun to watch. And, uh, yeah, all the all the conflicts in this movie are very creative. And mm-hmm. you're always on the edge of your seat. Like, how are they going to get out of this, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's an labyrinth, so... It's always good to find a movie where it is very original because, like I said, I mean... Most of the new movies that come out now are just, like, new remakes of stuff that we've seen, like, thousands of times before. So I think that's cool. Like, even though this is an older film, it is an original movie, which is pretty awesome. So one last question for you. What did you think of, like, the overall production and everything all together? And how do you think that, like, the audiences will respond to this movie? Well, I... In my opinion, I thought the overall production of the movie was pretty great. You know, they had uh, awesome visuals, you know, pretty mediocre special effects. But, you know, it's an old movie, so you got to work past that. But uh, the story is fun. And uh, I thought the ending of the movie also completely wraps up the whole entire movie, Mm -hmm. leaving the audience happy and satisfied. So 
there's no um, you know sad sad ending. If you you want to see a feel good movie, then this is a great movie to watch. Awesome. Well, Blake, thank you for telling us all about Labyrinth. And as you can tell, Labyrinth sounds like a super awesome, like Blake said, feel-good movie for family night or, you know, watching with your friends. It sounds awesome. So be sure to check that out. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long Film Critics Boot Camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the film Teacher's Pet, and we have with us Cheyenne. So, Cheyenne, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. How about you? I am doing wonderful. Thank you for asking. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this film and, you know, what's it all about? It's about Scott, 
I mean, not uh, Spot, the dog, who's a lifelong dream of being a boy. And his owner, Leonard, he, Leonard, um, his mom is a fourth year teacher. And Spot, so to make his dreams come true, he puts on a pair of pants, puts his ears in a beanie, and puts on a cap and a t-shirt, and he becomes Scott. It's really funny. And so he, oh, and, and he's a talking dog, and it's an animated film. And um, Leonard has two more pets, and, and it's a house bird and a cat. And Leonard, um, he walks with, with Spot everywhere, like, and at the end of the school year, Scott has like, all these medals and stuff from being, like, it's a good student and, like, uh-huh. you know. And so Scott's mom got, and then, so when they, so Leonard's mom, he, she um, got promoted to go to Florida to be in the teacher's competition finalist. Uh-huh. And, and so she's like, yay! And then Spot, after the school, the school day's over, school's out, yay! And um, Spot just watches TV and watches this anger show. And he's like, well, we are interviewing Dr. Wacko. And he's like, go, Wacko, Wacko. He's like, I'm not Wacko. And, he's, and then he's like, and he could turn animals into human beings. Oh, my and goodness. So Spot got hit with high. She's like, I want to go to Florida. And Leonard's mom is going to Florida. So it's like, done. <laughs> and why don't you tell us what you thought of this film? I thought, I thought this film was great. It was kind of slow. And, but, and when Leonard goes to Florida, Spot has such a cute puppy dog face. I love that animation of that. Mm-hmm. So what did you think of the overall animation of this film? It was great. Nothing blurry, no, like, blurs or, you know. So it was very clear and crisp. Yep. That's awesome. And like you said, you really, really liked Spot's face when uh, Leonard was going to Florida. So do you think that the animation was very expressive? Like, could you really see their facial features? Yeah, I could see it very well. That's awesome. So do you have a favorite scene or a favorite character you want to tell us about? Well, my favorite character is the cat, one of the um, one of the other pets. And I can't tell you about Wacko, but they try to save Spot. And so, like, the bird, the house bird, um, the cat is like, but I'm afraid of outside. <gasps> and he talks, like, he has braces on and it's so cute. He's like a little nerdy cat. And then the bird's like, come on, man up. And so, <laughs> like, traveling, like, a a mil- thousand, two thousand miles to go to Florida, California to Florida, and it's so funny. And so, like, you see Cat like all sweating, He's like I can't take it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so cute. That sounds super cute, and I'm glad you like the animation, and I'm glad that you had that favorite character and favorite scene. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about the soundtrack and the background music of this film? The soundtrack was great. Like, you know what I said when the bird and the cat goes out mm-hmm. and to travel? Bird is keep The bird is keep on staying, singing the song. She, like, cheer up cat. And she's like, come with me the whole trip. You could do this. He's like, I can't do it. 
And so the bird's like, you just gotta man up. You just gotta man up. And, and then, like, Scott and then Kat is like, oh, I'm actually liking the outside. Not. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds very, very funny. The whole film sounds like it's super cute and very funny. So what do you think the age group for this film should be? I'd give it the age group six and up because there's um just one kind of word that, that younger people shouldn't use. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what do you think about, you know, teenagers watching this? Do you think teenagers and adults would be able to watch this movie or do you think it's too young for them? I don't know. My brother kind of watched it for 15 minutes, and he kind of liked it, and he's 17, so. Oh, so cool. So maybe, you know, I have a little brother, and it sounds like he would love this film, so I think I'd probably be able to, you know, watch it with him and check it out, and it sounds like it would be pretty cool. Yeah. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing Teacher's Pet and Dark Crystal. And right now, we are talking about Teacher's Pet, and we have with us Cheyenne, and she was just telling us all about this film, and it sounds super cute and very, very funny. So, what do you think the emotion in this film is? Well, there was one sad part, but it didn't really make me, like, really sad. That's a good thing, because I hate it when I get too emotional. I just don't... (laughs) Yeah. So you think it was like overall pretty fun and like adventurous movie? Yeah, funny, serious, not mm-hmm. too serious. Yeah, it's perfect. So it's like a pretty good family film? Yeah. Awesome. So how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? I would give it four and a half stars. Mm-hmm. And why would you give it four and a half? Because it's kind of like... Um, it wasn't, it's, there's three places, but, um, the only thing I didn't like about it that I want, that I didn't give it five stars, I wanted to see the cat more because it's my favorite character, mm-hmm. and because the, um, the cat and the bird gets left behind, so does Spot, but I can't tell you about Spot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yes, we don't want any spoiler alerts or anything. Yep. So, like you were saying, you feel like there could have been more of the cat. Do you think there was anything else that there could have been more of or that they could have added in? Or vice versa, is there anything that could have been taken out of the film? I don't know. The bird's pretty funny. So when they co- when, when he comes to Leonard's um, RV that the principal runs um, his family, the bird's like, and um, Leonard's like, Spot, you came back! And then the bird's like, huh? That's all I get? Oh, <laughs> Because he, because he thought it was Spot. He's like, oh, it's just you guys. Oh, it's just you guys? We did 2,000 miles crossing the whole country. Now all you get is, oh, you guys? <laughs> so the bird was kind of a sassy character? Yeah. And the That's like, awesome. That sounds really funny. Yeah, and the cat's like, I traveled 2,000 miles outside. <laughs> He's paranoid. The cat's still in shock from the yeah. fact that he actually went outside. Oh my goodness. Yeah, what because but, uh, while they traveled, it was raining like half of it. Oh so, no. I went outside and my tail got bushy. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. That's yeah. so funny. So, do you think there's anything else you would add about this film? Like anything else that the audience should know about this film? Oh, one thing. Spot didn't come because. The principal hates dogs and spots a dog, so he couldn't go. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to tell you about the other part. Spoilers. Yes. 
So do you think that um, you could relate to this film or that like any audiences or kids could relate to this film? Um, I can relate half of it because I have a pet turtle, but you know, mm-hmm. I can't really understand him that much. <laughs> oh my All goodness. That's just like paddle, you know? If only we could understand our pets. I feel like that would be so interesting. They'd yeah, be like, squirrel. <laughs> my turtle, he's like, Peddling on his cage. That's why there's so many scratches. My uncle's like, "What is he doing?" I'm like, "He's training for the Olympics. Just, just deal <laughs> with it." Funny. <laughs> Do you think there's any morals or messages that this film puts out to audiences? The messages: accept who you are, because Spot wants to be a real life boy, and it didn't cu- turn out the way he wanted it. So mm-hmm. you, he's like looking back. He's like, "I actually enjoyed being a dog." So you mm-hmm. know. Don't be someone else. Yourself so just, is really great. I think that's a fantastic message. Just accept who you are and don't try to change yourself. And, you know, don't try. I, I love this quote. Don't try to be anyone else because they're already taken. So, you know, it's like yeah. only you can be you and only only the other people can be themselves. So yeah. I think that's an awesome message. So what did you think of the overall production of the film? You know, everything put together. It was great. Um, it was pretty good, but like if you if you if you watch it in the dark, there's one scene that gets really light, like all white, just white, super bright. Yeah. Yeah. So just watch out. <laughs> all right. Well, Cheyenne, thank you so much for telling us all about the film Teacher's Pet. It sounds like a super fun, cute feel-good adventure movie for the whole family and so be sure to check that out and Cheyenne thanks again let's take a break I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions and you're listening to Voice America Kids Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. 
Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the film Dark Crystal, and we have with us our very own Morgan. So how are you doing today, Morgan? Good. How are you doing, Raven Devaney? <laughs> I am doing awesome. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the film Dark Crystal? So Dark Crystal is like about a little boy, and he's a girl, and mm-hmm. she's like... He's, like, all over the place, and he lost his master, and the Dark Crystal is missing a shard. So he goes on this extraordinary adventure, and he meets a girl. So they both travel together, and on their way, they find many challenges, but they're trying, like, he found the shard. Now he's trying to put it in the Dark Crystal because it can only be held by Gelfins, and it's, like, the Dark Crystal needs to be put together. In a certain mm-hmm. amount of time. So, what did you think of this movie? The movie was pretty good. I liked it, and it was good. That's awesome. So, what did you think of the visuals in this film? So they all—they were all puppets, so it looked really cool and it looked real. That's awesome. So, do you have a favorite character or a favorite scene in this movie? Jen was my favorite character. And why did you like that character? Because I can relate to him. And how do you relate to this specific character? Because he's special. <laughs> so he's special and you're special? How is he special? Like, does he have any magic powers? Um, no, he's, like, special because, like, he knows how to get through these things and he's, like, pretty cool. That's awesome. Well, you can definitely relate to him because you're pretty cool and he's pretty cool, so I could see how that would work. And so, also because he likes to meet different people, and so do I. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad you got to find someone that you could relate to. So what do you think your favorite character, or sorry, I already know your favorite character. What do you think your favorite scene is in this movie? When he's like, when he's trying to go on the adventure, it's pretty cool. And when he meets a girl is my favorite part. 
<laughs> Why is that your favorite part? Because he finds out that he's not the only Delphin, and he finds out that he's not alone. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. It's always nice because, like, sometimes when you're a kid, you can feel like you're alone or nobody really understands you. Well, that's more in your teenage years. But um, it's good to in this movie that he found someone that he could relate to and someone that he could belong with. So that's awesome. So why don't you tell us about the emotion in this film? The emotion is pretty, like, cool, and it, like, shows many different emotions. Mm-hmm. And do you think like, the overall shows, emotion like, of this film was, like, happy? No. It was all kinds <laughs> of different emotions. Oh, my goodness. So it was, like, a roller coaster of emotions? It was scary because you were going to find out if he was going to, like, win or not, or if he was going to, like, get killed or something. And I was like, ah! So it was sort of suspenseful and it kept you on your toes? Yes. Well, that's and good. It's a good drama. There's a lot of drama. That's awesome. So, do you think that younger kids would like this movie, even though there's some drama in it? Maybe six and seven year olds, because little kids might not understand it. Yeah. And do you think teenagers and, and parents was... would watch it? Yes, but there was kind of like scary parts and scary monsters, and the kids are like nightmares. And every single time <laughs> they see a crowd, they'll be like, "Crap, no!" Yeah. So, what do you think? How like what do you think of teenagers and adults watching this? I know you said that they could probably watch it, but do you think it would be better for them to watch it like as a family for a family movie? Yes, because it's all made out of puppets, so like it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, why don't you tell us how many stars you would give this film on a scale of one to five? I would give it. I would give it four and a half. Four and a half? Why would you give it four and a half stars? Because mm, it's okay. Not the best movie I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's not the greatest movie. Is it an older film, though? Or is it like a newer film? It's a really old film. <laughs> really old film? Well, I can understand why it wouldn't be like your favorite movie. Because I've seen a bunch of like older films, and they're not my favorites. But I think they're still pretty cool. Because it's cool to see like you know how far we've come technology-wise. And to see how yes. all the movies have advanced and all that stuff. So I think that's awesome. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney. And today we are reviewing Dark Crystal with Morgan. And Morgan was just telling me a little bit about this film, and so I get to know it a little bit better. So, Morgan, why don't you tell us if you could find any morals or messages from this film? When good versus evil, mostly good wins. Hmm. And do you think there's any other morals or messages in this film? Oh. They were afraid of all Delphins, the other kind of creatures, and they were like, uh, uh, and they, like, they killed all the Delphins except for two, who was like, oh my gosh, so they're kind of afraid of them, and that's why they're always killing them, but, like, it always says never be afraid of different people, because different people could probably look scary or look weird or something, but you should, like, always be their friend and be there for them. That sounds good. Like, accept your differences and, like, it's okay if you're different than someone. You can still totally be friends with them. I think that's a pretty good good message. So, what do you think of the overall production of this film? Like, the visuals and the soundtrack and the acting and everything. How do you think all of that is put together? The voices were great and the creatures were really cool. And sometimes they remind you of, like, 
different creatures that are actually in the real life world, but it's like totally different. This is like outer space work. Totally mm-hmm. different out of this world. So you feel like the overall production was pretty cool? Mm-hmm. So do you think, I know you were saying that, like, you could definitely relate to one of the characters, but do you think, you know, other people, like, my age or maybe someone that's your age but doesn't really relate to the same character, do you think they could relate to a different character or maybe a different part of the movie? Well, it depends on the person. Mm Mm-hmm, it depends on the person. But overall, do you think there's probably a character for everyone to find? Yes. That's awesome. So, do you think that there is anything in this movie that really, really stands out to you? That was made out of all puppets. So, you thought that was pretty cool? That it was all puppets? That's cool. Yeah, Blake was just talking about the movie Labyrinth that has puppets in it, so that sounds kind of like it's the theme of our show today. So, what did you think of the design of the puppets? Were they, like, typical puppets, or were they very elaborate puppets? Elaborate. They were pretty elaborate. Do you think you have a favorite puppet or a favorite puppet character? I said already, Jen. Jen, oh yes, that's right. Do you think you have um, a favorite puppet, though, based on like their design, like one that looks especially cool? The girl. Mm-hmm. The girl. Yeah. Does she look especially cool? That's awesome. So yes. why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you thought overall of this film? Like, oh, also tell us a little bit about the soundtrack. The soundtrack was really cool. And this film wasn't a musical, right? No. No, it wasn't a musical? Well, it sounds like you really, really like this film. And this film is playing on HDNet Movies and Kids Scene because it is a classic film. And you said it's really, really old, but it's a very classic film. So do you think you would recommend this film for people to go check out on HDNet Movies and Kids Scene? Definitely. Definitely. Every single movie you cannot miss. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good to hear that this is a not, like, you cannot miss this movie. But do you think, how do you think, like, audiences will respond to this movie? Because it sounds like you thought it was pretty cool. But how do you think other people will think of this movie? They'll probably, well, it depends on their personality. And, um, they'd probably like it. Probably not, like, love it. But they would probably like it. They'll probably like it. That's awesome. So, do you so think... so different from the other movies out there. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. Well, Morgan, thank you so much for telling us all about this film, Dark Crystal. It sounds like a very fun film, and like I said, it's a classic film playing on HGNet movies and kids scene. So, yes, thank you again, Morgan. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and see your favorite up-and-coming film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm Raven Devaney signing out, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Goodbye! Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week.